Welcome to the Academy of Esports podcast. I'm your host, James O'Hagan. On this week's episode, I get to share with you brand new legislation that is being proposed in my own state of Wisconsin. It's doubly exciting for me in that I helped write the legislation with one of our state legislators and another one who co-sponsored both Tip McGuire and Kaylin Haywood, both representatives from the southeast end of Wisconsin. Now, this legislation is something that um, people have uh, tweeted at me and, and emailed me and asked questions about. There's been a few news stories even around this esports legislation because uh, for some people, they've been struggling with where do I get money to start my esports program? And actually, in a previous episode of the Academy of Esports podcast, I did share some ways that you can fund your esports programs. One of those ways in schools that we can do that, especially if you have Title I funds, is there is a formula grant called Title IV-A that can be used for innovative technology projects. But a lot of people don't know about Title IV-A, and a lot of times, even in my own school district, Title IV-A is already being taken up with other initiatives, being used by other things. And without using local funds or maybe getting some sponsorship dollars, people really do struggle with how do we get esports started in our school districts? It's a very common question. And so when I looked out across uh, how we got many things started in this country, uh, whether through initiatives or projects, a lot of it came through uh, the legal or legislative uh, process, I should say. And so people ask, how did, you, how did I go about getting this done? How did you work with your local legislators uh, to get this done? This was not a process that took a couple of months, all right? I just want to make sure everybody understands that. This process probably goes back about three or four years from the time that I got into Wisconsin and we started our first esports uh, team in the Racine Unified School District at the Walden School. Now, the way that we started that program uh, was a local grant. So actually, our school district was looking to promote um, innovative technology projects. And so we used esports. We submitted actually a couple of grants around esports. And one of them for the Walden School was approved. And the Walden School began their competitions in esports back in 2016. Fast forward to the year 2020, and we have five high schools right now that are funded uh, through what we call Fund 80, which is a special uh, funding structure that we have available to us in Racine uh, that a lot of schools uh, don't have. We call those community funds. But I realized very quickly that um, despite all the efforts that we can do to fund our esports programs in our schools, that there's still a number of barriers that people come up against when it comes to starting their teams. Uh, one of the key, I guess you could say, barriers to entry for esports, aside from cost, is the general mindset of people around esports, the stereotypes, the misinformation uh, that they may have about what gaming and gaming culture is like and what esports and esports culture in schools is like. So this process isn't just a matter of us just saying, here's some legislation, let's have at it. We still need to have those broader conversations with stakeholders in our schools. And a lot of times those conversations are, are pushed aside because uh, somebody, maybe one teacher can uh, uh, get a project started or, or um, get a grant through some other means. But 
The reason for this legislation that I'm going to talk to you about, and it is uh, Legislation Bill LRB 3801. Again, this is Wisconsin legislature. And what's how this bill operates is that it, if passed, would allow for the creation of a grant fund through our, de- our Department of Public Instruction. Uh, many people in other states have departments of education. We call ours in Wisconsin the Department of Public Instruction. Uh, but this grant structure would provide then matching grant funds to schools to start esports programs or to fund esports programs that they may already have. We made sure to include language so that nobody would have an opportunity to be cut out of, of this funding. And what makes it interesting, again, is that it is a, it is a $10,000 matching grant program. So you're starting a program at your school. If your school can come up with $10,000, the state and the grant program would match it up to $10,000. And what's really something that I love about this bill is that it is not just for public schools to start esports programs, but it is also for private and parochial and home-based instruction programs to start esports programs. Because let's face it, those of us who are involved in esports and education, and I hope that's that that point is not lost on any of you, that having public, private, parochial, and home-based instruction groups available to get access to these grant funds. The reason is because I've seen the value of what esports can bring to our students. I've seen the value and the impact that it makes on some of our most marginalized students who look for something to do, something to connect them to their education, to their school culture, or to help foment and create a community of fellow gamers, fellow scholar gamers, if you will, in their own schools. But again, this process was not something that started just a few months ago. Again, I I go back to Uh, talking about the Walden School and how we started our grant funding there. But realizing, again, coming up against barriers that that keep people from wanting to step into this world. Now, $20,000 for some may not sound like a lot of money, but when you realize how these funds can be used, uh, you realize that there's a lot of potential here for growth and rapid growth uh, to build esports programming. Uh, There is no... There's no separation on whether this can be used for elementary or middle or high school students. Um, where, it, where I think it really shines is that the program can be used to buy equipment, but it can also be used for other uh, purposes as well, such as let's say you already have all of your equipment, but you wanted to join a certain association that maybe costs money to join. Our own association in the state of Wisconsin, the Wisconsin High School Esports Association, uh, charges a, a optional $100 fee. Right now it's optional. $100 fee for teams to enter. So for my school district, all in, we're $500. And that allows us to compete in all the games and everything else. That grant fund could be used to be allocated and used to fund those entry fees. Let's say you need a consultant to come in to help you build or start your esports program. Those fees can be Uh, Those dollars can be put uh, towards that. Uh, You may need extra data cabling or power or licenses for games. Again, the grant money allows for use of that. I guess the hard part of this right now for me personally and with the state of Wisconsin is how uh, our legislative process uh, works. Uh, If you have not done uh, any 
uh, news reading about uh, the state of Wisconsin and our, and our legislative uh, setup. Uh, you could say that the state is very uniquely divided in the legislature. Legislature. So even in our last presidential election, where um, uh, the 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 presidential balance was about 50-50 between uh, Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton. Uh, our state legislator, uh, state legislature is about two-thirds Republican and a third Democrat. And no matter where you fall on the political spectrum, this is not a, a statement around which politics uh, you should follow, but you can imagine that um, that can make certain pieces of legislation uh, difficult to pass. Um, even if I could get Again, this legislation that we are proposing, LRB 3801, is uh, co-sponsored by two uh, Democrat legislators in the state of Wisconsin. Um, you can imagine trying to get even one Republican to co-sign onto this bill. That still, that still is not enough for us uh, to necessarily move the needle in something like this. Because again, we're going up against stereotypes. We're going up against misinformation. We're going up against people who don't necessarily not necessarily don't see the value of this, but don't see a reason why we should spend money uh, to make this happen. I believe that the educational impact in this investment of the state putting in $10,000 for a school, no matter what level, to start their esports program will have benefits down the road. First off, of course, will be the educational benefits. So having another place for kids to connect to their schools, to be part of a school program, I think is a key uh, part of this legislation. The other key part is the long-term economic benefits of something like this. So when we think about esports, where do we think? Well, one of the places that I typically think about is South Korea, but that's not in the United States. Um, but when I think about where is the hotbed of esports in the United States, the place that that would be is in Southern California, uh, specifically in Orange County. Um, that is actually where the North America Scholastic Esports Federation uh, is homed, uh, uh, their home is. Um, that's where Playverses has their home. Um, so there's a couple of, it, it really is a hotbed for esports uh, culture, but nowhere really in the United States do we have something that is where, seen where we can grow esports now with our schools, do it in the proper way, do it in ways where we do talk to kids about. Uh, proper physical health and help them with mental health issues where we do honor the importance of play again in our schools meeting our kids uh, where we are at but if we do this properly if we really think this through we're not just talking about a program that's going to benefit children in schools but it's going to benefit the economy of Wisconsin years down the road so let's think about this uh, we are at the beginnings of a billion dollar right now billion dollar a year industry that only a few years ago was about a half a billion dollars and has grown substantially we know now that the lifestyle choices and the choices of entertainment that kids are are watching and participating in are largely around esports but we also now have the opportunity to make wisconsin a leader if you will in the world esports culture uh, the city of Chicago, while a big city, uh, is not really uh, picking up on esports, if you will. Yes, they do have events down at the United Center. Um, they do have uh, schools down there, namely uh, Robert Morris University, which gave the first uh, esports program. Thank you, Kurt Melcher, on that one. Um, but where could 
another Midwest city become a hub for esports culture in the United States. And I really believe that Southeast Wisconsin and the state of Wisconsin in general has that opportunity right now if we seize it now, if we wait two or three years down the road to do this and we slowly grow our esports programs uh, without the um, infusion of this bill, of the monies in this bill, then we, set, then we tend to begin not be the leaders in this space like we currently are in a lot of ways, but now we're starting to um, play catch up, if you will, to other states. As a good friend of mine says, the uh, sand dial has been turned over and the sand is running out and we are, we are, on, a, we are on a clock here about the uh, reaping a bulk of the economic benefits right now at this time. Um, and I'll get off my stump here in a second about that. But for those of you in other states, for those of you who say, you know what, this legislation looks great, and I have a link uh, to the legislation that will be in the show notes here, um, you may ask, what do I do? How do I get started? Uh, I, again, I'm working with state legislators. I'm not working with our federal ones. Your federal ones uh, may be good about maybe helping the Department of Education uh, get funds for this, but they're not going to necessarily help with things directly at the state level. Um, but it, it started with a very simple conversation that I had at a fundraising event uh, that I attended where I got to meet the representative, Tip McGuire, uh, and, and get a few minutes of his time uh, to talk about esports and education. And it isn't just, again, approaching a, a state representative and saying, hey, have you heard about esports? It's this really cool thing. It's a lot of how you deliver the message. It's a lot of like when I talk about to people about how do you get school boards to buy in to your esports program? Well, number one, you don't want to start with here's the games we're going to play and here's the computers that we need. You start with here's our strategic goals and here's how esports fits into every one, our, any, every one of our strategic goals. And with our state legislators, it's a lot of the same conversations because, as we know, state monies are always tight. Legislation is a, is a song and a dance that needs to take place around financing and politics. So we have to start to think along those lines strategically. We as educators, we really tend to think a lot with our hearts. Uh, we lead with our hearts in a lot of cases. You know, some people don't understand why an educator can get so charged up about esports in schools or why when somebody missteps or wants to do business with our schools through esports uh, that we are so protective uh, of our students. It's because we do, we, we, while some people may say this is business, it's not personal, in education our business is very personal to us and there are those in business right now as so many people are coming into the esports industry and wanting to do business with schools that they don't see that we do lead with our hearts, that this is something that is very personal to all of us. And so when we're thinking about this legislation as well, um, it, it, is, it is an opportunity for a lot of businesses to come in and start to um, attract schools to their esports programs. So we do need to ma maintain vigilance. We do need to make sure that as we are having these conversations with our legislators and saying, hey, here's what the state of Wisconsin is doing. Can we do something similar to this? The next question is going to be, well, why would we do that? Be prepared with your reasons why. Be prepared with that elevator pitch. If you only have 30 seconds, 45 seconds, a minute, 
to talk about this. Be prepared for those 30 seconds, 45 seconds, or a minute. Give them something to take away. If you can send them a, a, a one-page document or, 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 or show them a picture, or again, leave them with something that sticks in their mind of, wow, that's a really powerful idea. I need to find out more about that. You know, for me, it's having my five reasons why we should have esports in schools. Redefine athletic culture, diversify opportunities for student participation, increase career and collegiate scholarship pathways, promote good mental and physical health, and honor the importance of play. Those are things that really can stick into people's minds. Those are things that bring curiosity um, to people. And, and, and again, when you're talking to legislators, it's usually not going to be a one-time conversation that you get. Do not be afraid to approach your legislatures. Call their office and ask for an opportunity to get on their schedule to talk more about this uh, program because this is something that, again, I believe wholeheartedly in. Um, the, the legislation work, uh, doing it with TIP, has taken us several months and, and a couple of years, actually, uh, to get everything in place. Um, and you know, even if you're having a state association, let's say, or, or you have your esports clubs or teams practicing at your schools, invite your local legislators to those meetings, to those practices. Let them come in and have a couple of minutes to talk about uh, where, what their stance is and, and, and offer them an opportunity to see all the great things uh, that your students are doing uh, through your program. Now make sure too, when you, when you have these opportunities, um, that you are um, presenting your group in a way that is truly uh, uh, an example of what it is that you're trying to do uh, through esports uh, for and with your students. Give your students an opportunity to talk to the legislators and those in, in political positions of power and let them share their story. Don't co-opt their story. Don't necessarily take their story and make it your own, but really allow them the opportunity to speak. Even if several weeks ago, after we did a board presentation, uh, two of my scholar gamers uh, from the Racine Unified School District, uh, after the presentation was given for their awards for the fall season, stayed behind and got two minutes to share their time uh, with, our, with our local school board. That was something of their choice. Um, I did uh, help make sure that the kids knew that that opportunity was there, but I didn't ask anybody specifically to take it up. Uh, they decided to do it on their own and they decided to share their stories, which is so critical to this conversation that we need to have uh, with our, our state leaders. So in closing, um, again, the legislation is uh, available for you to take a look at. I've linked it in. It's a very short read. Uh, shouldn't take you but a couple of minutes. The, the document isn't very long. The next steps uh, are going to be ones of political action. Again, will we get a hearing? Uh, it, the, the, this is just a bill at this point. It needs to go before an education committee. Will it get a hearing? And if it doesn't get a hearing, then what are going to be our next steps to try to get the word out, to try to put the pressure on to show people that this is such a good thing and such a good opportunity that to not, to not act on this opportunity that we have right now in the state of Wisconsin would be a mistake that I hope we can avoid. That will do it for this week on the Academy of Esports. I've been your host, James O'Hagan. Esports are organized competitive video games allowing schools to redefine their athletic culture, diversify opportunities for student participation, promote good physical and mental health, increase collegiate scholarship pathways, and play games. We can never forget the importance of play. The mission of the Academy of Esports is to support these ideals. 
The vision of the Academy of Esports is for all students to experience the fun and joy of playing competitive video games. You may follow me on Twitter at Jim O'Hagan. That's at J-I-M-O-H-A-G-A-N and through the Academy of Esports account at T-A-O Esports. It's a great way to get the latest blog posts, podcast episodes, and news coming out of esports and education. And remember, you can continue your engagement by going to www.taoesports.com. You can also connect through Facebook at www.facebook.com slash taoesports. Thanks again for listening, and I look forward to our time again next week.